sex or the saw, but the saw is family. Guys, it's another episode of the Messed Up Midnight Podcast. Welcome to the show. Guys, we are still rolling on with the Messed Up at Midnight double feature extravaganza where we're going to be talking about every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie for the entire month of October. I am joined. Well, first of all, I'm Max Steele. I forgot about myself. And I am joined by the nubbins to my chop top. It is the one. It is the only. It is Michael freaking Flaherty. What's up, dude? I just, I'm, I'm glad that I'm the nubbins. I always felt myself to be more schizophrenic than you. I always thought myself to be the schizophrenic unhinged one. So well, this feels I, I, like I, a very fitting pair. I'd say like I'd say like we're both it's like we're both schizophrenic, but like one of us just like more so the other one just I don't know went to Vietnam and came. I was back. about to say I was about to say one one of them listens to a lot more like uh, a lot lot more uh, what is it Buffalo Springfield and Fortunate Son. The other one is the other one's just more goofy and wild. So guys, we are talking today. We talked about. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Who? Two? The film that came out 12 years after the original. And this one, it's very different. And you can tell that like before you even start watching this movie. Because when you look at the poster for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, you notice that it is in... A similar style, we get the Sawyer family all laid out like the Breakfast Club in that one iconic image. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. just from seeing that, you already know you are in for a treat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Right off the bat, you already know the tone of the movie. Like, like it's and it is a departure, to say the very least. Yeah, and director Toby Hooper actually argued because this film divided people when they saw it some people liked it and like oh it's a unique departure but others that really loved the original did not get this movie but toby hooper came out and said that the black humor that this movie uses was in the original film but the audience just didn't acknowledge it because the original was just so shocking so he heard this and I was like, okay, I'm going to go in the complete like opposite direction by having over-the-top performances and a lot of gore. But it strangely works. I, don't get me wrong, I still prefer the original, but I can really see what he was going for with this movie. Yeah, I, I get it too. I get it too. I get his, I get what he was saying with the like black humor that's in the original one. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest. Like I'll give you, I'll get my conspiracy theory out as we go later on, but yeah, this one is just—you could definitely see that Toby Hooper played it the hell up in this movie. Like he was just like, okay, I'm just gonna go to fucking, I'm gonna turn it up to eleven. Like I'm just go, just go completely wild with it. Yeah, and the original idea for this movie actually was. The Toby Hooper and co-writer of the original, uh, Jim Henkel, they envisioned this movie as a whole town filled with cannibals, which itself would have acted as a satire 
of the 1980 film Motel Hell. And Motel mm. Hell was a satire of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's really like a, a, oh. coming, a coming full circle moment here. It's a, it's, a, it's a satire burger. It's an Ouroboros effect of satire. It's, it's, it's how many times can you spoof a spoof before, before someone turns and goes, Hey guys, maybe maybe we should just like let 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 bygones be bygones. And before we continue, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. The metal plate elephant in the room known as Chop Top. Mike, what do you think our of Chop boy, Top? Our boy. Our man, our our man with our man with no plan. I love Chop Top. Chop Top is I think Chop Top is great. I really do. Honestly, I granted the entire Sawyer family is fantastic in this. Like, let that be known. But I do have to say, in terms of like dr- holding my attention, Chop Top did it the best at all points in time. He was just so fucking fun. Bill Mosley fucking hit a home fucking run with it, with how he with how he uh, did Chop Top. Now, do you know how he? Now, Bill Mosley got the role of Chop Top? No, I have no clue how Bill Mosley got Chop Top. So, he Bill Mosley got the role off of a parody film that he had written and produced called The Texas Chainsaw Manicure, where he cameos as the hitchhiker. Now, his intentions were to make this and then get it on SNL, to, you know, kind of kickstart his acting career, but that didn't happen. So mm-hmm. he ended up showing it to a uh, buddy of his who was a screenwriter. And this buddy saw us and was like, hey, you're not going to believe this, but Toby Hooper's office is like right across the hall from mine. Do you want me to show it to him? And Bill Moser was like, hell yeah, show, show it to him. And Hooper liked it and said, hey, like he saw the he saw the uh, the parody film and was like, hey, if we ever make a sequel, we're going to keep you in mind talking to Bill Mosley. And then, of course, you know, years go by, people lose touch. But then Bill Mosley gets a call for the role of Chop Top based off of this parody film. That's actually such a heartwarming story that this dude just saw it. Thought it was amazing. Thought he could make it silly, and then, as a result of it, he got his he got his fucking break and was able to able to move forward and like be in Hollywood and all that. That's actually so adorable. I think that this is the only time we're going to be using the word Texas Chainsaw Massacre and adorable in the same sentence. <laughs> exactly, exactly. From here on, it's gnarly and hardcore, <laughs> but. But this dude just chasing his dream is just kind of is just very, very like sweet. It's, <laughs> just, it's just so wholesome. Yeah, exactly. It's just this dude who just loved what he did and he got and he got good from it. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> now, I, I want to do something real quick here. I want to give some rapid fire trivia because I want to get like right to talking about this movie. But I really I feel I feel remiss like if I didn't mention some of the things that I found while researching. So, okay. Trivia fact number one, Mike. I'm going to say Ooh. it, and then you're going to tell me what you think about it. Ooh, all right, all right. Let's do it. Rapid. Let's fire. go. So, the studio brought in second unit director Newt Arnold 
to make sure things were running quickly on set for Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Newt Arnold has actually worked on The Godfather Part 2 and Blade Runner as a second unit director. (laughs) And after this movie was released, Newt Arnold went on to direct Bloodsport. God damn, wow. Did Newt Arnold really they they brought in a heavy fucking hitter for this for for that role? I would have thought. I guess maybe it's just because t- they knew Toby Hooper had such a miserable ass time filming the first one that they're like, "Hey, lessons fucking learned. We're getting a real person to handle this." Yeah, I think part of the reason for that was also um, how long filming was taking. So they brought somebody out. The studio brought someone in to say, "Hey, like, make sure make sure shit keeps going." So yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Second fact. There was a fire at the building they were using for production in Austin. The fire department came to do their job, you know, putting out the fire, and saw all of the bodies, like the bodies lying around, and thought that they had found the lair of a serial killer. But no, it was just (laughs) where they were filming the Texas Chainsaw 2. They were cha- they they were they were in the middle of chasing down Bundy, and they just run across us and they go. Jim, you're not going to believe this. And then they're like, oh, false alarm is just some fucking horror movie. They were just like, uh, guys, we got him. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, it's just, it's just, it's just the, the, uh, the two deputies like high fiving and like slapping each other, just going like, we're about to get promoted like motherfuckers for this. And they're like, oh, it's just a horror movie. God damn it. <laughs> Interesting fact number three. I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Bob Briggs of, uh, Joe, of the, um, drive-in i forget the name of the series but he has a cameo in a deleted scene of this movie and there's actually like a a lot of deleted scenes throughout and mike what do you think about that i have no comment i don't know who that is fair enough we'll move on to the next one (laughs) i was like i said i yeah go ahead go ahead the legendary tom savini worked on this movie yes yes i saw that savini had a hand in this and i was just like i know this shit's gonna be good i know this is gonna be good if savini's involved i'm like i'm here i'm here i know that this is at least gonna be passable you're at least gonna be getting some cool effects just sprinkled throughout yeah love me some savini and the interesting fact number five i'm gonna save for the end of this review Oh, you're blue balling me. I'm blue. You're I'm blue balling me. you guys. Oh, oh my God. I don't. All right. All right. All right. You got ha- me. I'll, I'll stay till the you, end. I want to make you take me out to dinner first. As, there we go. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm more steakhouse kind of gal. <laughs> you look more like an Olive Garden type of guy to me. That is true. That is true. That is true. I. Uh, you know what? A chicken parm really is just the weight of my heart. Dude, just microwaved spaghetti and meatballs. That's all That's all you need to get to my heart. I'm a simple man. Like, really simple. So now we're going to get to the ever-important question, Mike. If this movie were a drink, what would it be and why? See, I'm playing off of my original movie, uh, my original Texas Chainsaw drink. I'm going to take its base and then move forward from there. So the original... So the original base was was uh, was beer. It's good old fashioned. It's American. There's no frills. It's low down. It's of the people. Mm-hmm. But you know what I saw in this movie that a keen eyed 
viewer slash alcoholic, pick your pick your choice, would be able to find. And that's there is a beer in this movie that is drank with label out. It's China Rock, baby. And it's drank by LG during the chili cooking competition. <laughs> and so it's a China Rock beer that is being drank. And now I'm like, okay, well, we have the beer. Now, how do we how do we move forward from this? And you know what? Considering it's about chili cooking and and the cook has moved the whole family up to Dallas and has become a big time food person. I'm thinking after after dinner digestifs or aperitifs. I'm like, Jaeger? Fuck no. They're not in they're not in college. Mm-hmm. I, and then I can't think of any uh, like wine. No, it's too that's too sophisticated. That's too Hannibal Lectory. Brandy. Hmm. Like a, an American 120 proof brandy. And then you know what? Because we're trying to hit the dinner idea hard on the hard on the head, it's it's a whole thing of a bowl of chili served with it. So a nice bowl of chili, a shot of brandy, and a good thing of Shiner Rock. But because this movie is in 10th gear from minute from minute seven, and it does not stop, get a little bit of the bomb beyond insanity hot sauce. Sprinkle that, sprinkle that bitch into your Shiner Rock, sprinkle that bitch into your into your uh, brandy, sprinkle that bitch into your chili. You got yourself. The fucking, not only the drink for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, but the whole goddamn meal for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You really went the extra mile with this one by including (laughs) what food you have to eat with it. Absolutely. 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 This is a 360 degree, like, event that I've prepared. You've developed, like, a whole situation. So, Brandy... Shiner Rock, a bowl of chili, <laughs> and the bomb beyond insane. You see, this isn't the first time we've had food along with your mm-hmm. drink. We, if you remember Absolutely. correctly, we did that. We did that with the uh, Mac and Me as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Got to eat a burger with that one. Yeah, and with this one, it's more like a a bowl of interesting. Hmm. <laughs> you, like the parts alone. I'm like eh, questionable, but somehow when you combine everything, including the bomb beyond insanity, I see, I see, you see, I see. it. All of the part, all I see, all of the parts like play together in a certain manner, and then you throw in the the bomb hot sauce, and that's your left turn that some people hate and some people fucking love, like. That's what it's all about, man. That is this movie. As this movie, like it has all of the accoutrements ready and you're like, "Okay, okay, cool. I can do it." And then you take your bite and depending on your spice tolerance, it is either awful or it's amazing. Or Hon- and that's and that's this movie. Honestly, I I'm here for it. I am intrigued. Oh yeah. So you you went your direction like, "Hey, th- this movie franchise is this." I am of the opinion that the Texas Chainsaw movies, let's stick with Moonshine. Let's stick with that as like our base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this movie, while still graphic, very graphic, takes a more comedic approach to the movie that was only really slightly present in the original. It's more 
silly. Think like a later stage nightmare on Elm Street. And at the end of the day, this movie I think is fine. It's enjoyable, but it's fine. It's not like the original. And it has some elements of that, but it's definitely more gory in terms of the blood scene on screen. And the cocktail that I have come up with is a moonshine Bloody Mary. Mm. But it has to be made with like a like a premix Bloody Mary like mixture. Okay. Exactly. So we're not fancy here. We're not fancy. So get, go out, get yourself some moonshine. Not bathtub this time. Like an okay store-bought moonshine. Then get a don't go break in the bank on your Bloody Mary mix. Like, don't get great value, but don't get like, you know, the fancy shit and don't make it yourself. Mm-hmm. It has to be a premix. Yeah. Get some hot sauce. Add, add some extra dashes because our, our boy Chop Top, you know, making things a little bit spicy in there. Hell, mm-hmm. you can even make it the bomb beyond insanity if you really want to. <laughs> and then add a stalk of celery. And if it's in the shape of a chainsaw, then good for you. And that's the cocktail that I've come up with for this movie. Mike, what are your thoughts? Damn. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like the chosen consistency of moonshine and a little bit of the hot sauce. I like it. I like that. I feel like that pairs together pretty damn well. I have to say, some people call the Bloody Mary the meal of the of the cocktails. So I feel like we've both gone a very food-centric route, a food-forward route, if we will. Where it's like you got your celery stalks, you got your you got your hot sauce. I'm thinking I'm if we do, if we have to put our money where our mouth is, which you probably will, I gotta be honest. Come on, come on an empty stomach, because this one, this one, this one'll this one'll solve all your problems. This one'll this will fill you up and get you going. Like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, if you're bringing the bomb beyond insanity into this, like, I might be, uh, I might be spending some more time on the toilet for ver- for <laughs> different reasons. Say, you know what? I did. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that we. I'm glad that you jumped on that grenade because I was. I wanted to bring up the fact that like both of ours are like toilet punishing, but like. I'd, you know what? I wanted to sit there and be like, oh, no, it's just fun. Dress up. And you're like, yeah, but your butthole's going to hurt. And I'm like, I mean, that's also very true. Like, you will you will be hurting. You will be hurting. Speaking of uh, your butthole hurting, let's get into talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Ooh, my beans. So we're right back with the rolling text. It's going over all of the events of the OG Texas Chainsaw. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I bet this guy wasn't like paid with a joint. They probably actually gave him like a proper like tax document while he was reading this narration. <laughs> and after 30 years after, sorry, not 30, 13 years, it really does not 13, 12 years. God, notes are all fucking all over the place. So after like, however many years it was since the original, it really does throw you back and get you like get you in the, in the mindset ready to watch some Texas chainsaw. But this time we don't get, you know, the bloody text that we get on the screen. Instead, we get something different. We get like red fat times new Roman on a black screen as it's going over all of the people who are in this movie. 
But we get some whimsical music too, not really like the previous one. It's Was again, it, it's that it's that eighties whimsicality music before like <laughs> it's again, again, I feel like though, unlike unlike the other crappy movies like Reptilicus or Curse of Bigfoot, this whimsical music is intentional. Most of the times I would knock movies for this. I would be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you making it sound sound so whimsical? But in this scenario, I'm like, I'm like, well, well played, Toby. Well played. <laughs> cause I'm like, cause he's like, cause I feel like I feel like in this moment with the whimsical music and the Times New Roman font, it's almost Toby Hooper's way of saying, okay, we saw we went intense. Now we're going to go in a different direction and make it almost a little sillier. And I'm like, okay, I can get it. I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. He, he, de- he definitely knew what he was doing. I was so about to say, we haven't even seen any footage yet. And we can already tell that this movie is going to be just a little bit different. And when, when we see our first shot, it's of mailboxes and teenagers are shooting them. It's like these yuppies driving some beat up car. It's like one guy is like wearing this like arcade funhouse glasses and his buddy has a sweater fest and probably has a trust fund. <laughs> it's and I can I can just hear their I can just I can just hear the my dad's a lawyer on them. Like it is just they have big do you know who my dad is? energy and i already hate them and i think and i think this movie i think it's doing that right so we kind of intercut between this and our main character for this movie the radio dj stretch and you know she's playing music that the boys are listening to and the boys decide hey we're gonna call in and you know instead of doing like the hey i would like to wish everybody in my graduating class the best of luck in their future. No, their names are like Corneli Buzz and Rick the Prick. And they just start just being just complete assholes while they're talking I, on their car phone. Oh my God. Ask someone who did college radio. That that makes me mad. That makes me mad. That's low. That's low of these motherfuckers to sit there and harass a radio DJ. I'm like, you leave Stretch out of this. <laughs> no, they're just being like, they're just being assholes. And they're just uh, being douches. A way you can see that is they decide like, hey, we're going to play chicken with that big truck with the American flag on the back of it. (laughs) You'd really think they know better living in Texas. I was about to say, it's like it's like you see it's like in this day and age, you see someone with an American flag painted on their truck. You know that you should steer steer clear of them. Because they're going to get really hardcore about whatever, whatever, whatever you do. It is going to be something that they probably don't like. And you antagonizing them is going to shorten your life probably pretty expeditiously. Yeah, so they played chicken, which is probably the absolute just wrong move. So, and they're still on the phone. Stretch and LG, the radio tech. They try to hang up on these kids and these kids are just like shooting a sign. And this is already very different from what we've seen in the original because it's not gory. 
yet. But the first one, it like threw you right into it. It threw you right into like this just uncomfortable, unsettling dread. Whereas this one just kind of feels like more of like, oh, here are some idiot. It feels more like when people think of like what a horror movie is, that's what this movie is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have agreed more. It's it, it's a it yeah. So we go to later in the night and these assholes call again. I guess there wasn't really much to do when you were just driving in the I was 80s. About to say, I yeah, no, I'm glad that you picked that up too. Like <laughs> just how boring. I guess yeah, I if you're on uh if you're on a road trip and you don't have access to like cell phones or anything along those lines, I guess you do get bored. So I I mean like these guys are really bored, I guess. And they're just like, you know what? Let's just fuck with the radio DJ. Like, what else are we going to do? I don't, it goes from like day to night. And they're still in Texas, like still same county. I've never driven through Texas, but I would think you would at least, you know, make it oh. through a good portion of the state when mm-hmm. it's like from day to night. <laughs> Bro, Texas is one day nonstop driving from side to side. <laughs> like dear bro like i i don't know how to say this but that part is believable <laughs> that they are this deep into texas and and this, and this deep into the night and they're still in texas like that part i actually believe texas is fucking massive <laughs> so the teenagers call in yell about wanting to see bright lights and big titties if they really wanted to see that, they should just get the fuck out of like small town Texas. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> was like, I mean, fair, fair. Like, that's they don't know why they're harassing the radio radio host for it, but yeah. Both of us have lived in small towns. We know what it's like. Yeah, just mind your own business, goddammit. So they get stopped by a. So the guys are driving, and they get stopped by a big truck, and you know. They're like yelling, oh, like, what are you doing? You know, you're you guys are crazy. And they're, you know, they're the crazy ones for almost running people off the road earlier. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're driving and the other truck is like in reverse, too. And they're on like the world's longest bridge because it's like (laughs) the scene goes on for like, I don't know how, like minutes. And they're still (laughs) on this fucking bridge. Just same stretch of land. Are they on the fucking Golden Gate Bridge? Why is it so fucking long? Like, it's just... You're just sitting there. It's just... They have the whole... Like, whole events occur on the bridge. Like, it's just... It's wild to me. So, they're reversing. They're still on the phone with Stretch. So, the teenagers are like, yo, what, like, what the fuck is that? So, we see a corpse hop on the roof of the truck and it does like it does like the thriller dance i think and the boys are screaming um by the way this corpse apparently i don't know if you know noticed this this is actually supposed to be the corpse of the hitchhiker from the first movie. yes nubbins it's good old nubbins <laughs> good old nubbins the hitchhiker also i want to jump in and just say really quick that this is the first time one of the one of the one of the yuppies 
uh, the one with the fit with like the funhouse glasses stops fucking laughing because oh my god, I I dude, I I swear I went full Andy Rooney on this. I went full Larry David. I was just this guy just started laughing and I just went please stop. And then he didn't stop. And I'm like, I have never prayed for Leatherface to come up, come up and slaughter someone. <laughs> like this dude was just just he cackled like the fucking rat lizard, uh in in Star Wars Episode Six. That's what he sounded like. But anyways, anyways, Nubbins yeah. shows up. Yeah, good old Nubbins. By the way, that character's name is Rick the Prick. Um, is, is that name. actually his like his like casting name, Rick the Prick? That that's what he calls himself when he's on the phone with oh, Stretch. Oh, okay, 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 good old, okay. Good old Rick the Prick. Good old so, Rick the Prick. So the corpse breaks out a chainsaw and just starts slicing through the fucking car. Why they didn't just put the brakes on, I have no idea. And stretches on the other side and hears everything. She's saying like, yo, hang up the phone, hang up the phone over and over and over again. So Rick the Prick does what any person with a gun would do in this situation and try and shoot the corpse that's attacking his car. He shoots it and it's revealed, oh, Leatherface is behind it. And how did Leatherface not die? With a bullet going through a shield's... um, his corpse shield's head doesn't matter. He slices through the car <laughs> and slices through the prick's friend, and the car keeps on driving. Uh, this I'm go ahead. Yeah, it's it, just another note is it, this is something that wasn't touched on, but my roommate brought to light. In this movie, uh, since 12 or 13 years have canonically passed. Uh, Leatherface in the original movie, not the best with a chainsaw. Like, Mm -mm. Leatherface did a lot of wavy motions, like a guy who doesn't know how to work a chainsaw is. And, like, Leatherface in this one gets down to brass tacks so fucking fast. Even me as a viewer, who's who's only seen the first one, is just like, holy shit, Leatherface is really moving. (laughs) Because, like, in the original one, he just sort of, like, tickles a car door with the chainsaw. Causing, causing little nicks and bruises versus like this one he like saws the door off and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah he has he's had time to like train and shit he was in the woods like slicing was, trees down i was about to say he's literally doing i don't know if you've seen the jean-claude van damme thing where him where he's kicking a bamboo tree and it falls over but leatherface is doing that with a with like with a chainsaw like he's just cutting down things He's got to the point where he can take a gigantic oak tree down in like one fell swoop. Oh, hell yeah. So manly. So manly. And so manly are this guy's head injury. So the first gore that we really see in this movie is the guy's, is the Rick the Prick's friend's head just sliced, just like, it's like at an angle slice, blood squirting out. That's more gore than we got in, like, the entire first movie. Oh, yeah. By fucking far. Like, this dude gets... This dude gets got with a capital G. Like, my lord. You can really tell that they put, like, actual money towards this movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 100%. One fucking hundred percent. So, anyway, Stretch hears all this, and it's dead air. So then we cut to the next morning. A sheriff observes the scene of the wreck 
and then finds the glasses from the previous kid, Rick the Prick. And some more cops show up, and it turns out that this sheriff is actually the uncle of Sally and Franklin from the first movie. So we have some continuity and a reason for this yeah. guy to be here, which yeah, is good. So I was about to say, I was about to say, I do I do have to give a hats off for them really working to like make sure that enough ties in to where it doesn't feel like this disembodied mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really brings the whole movie together. And he sees like these chainsaw cut up like chainsaw marks on the side of the vehicle. And he like he gets triggered by that, which kind of makes me really think he'd he'd be really bad at like the lumberjack games, or like oh yeah, those exactly. like ice sculpting things where they cut it with a chainsaw. <laughs> this man just sees a chainsaw and he's like, nope, 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 I don't like it. He's he wanders onto the the he wanders onto the annual steel like chainsaw carving competition and he's just like <gasps> he's just like has a panic attack. <laughs> So anyway, he yeah, wanders. Get... He want. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not done. This man no, wanders. This this man wanders into like Lowe's or Home Depot and like nearly has a heart attack when he when he sees a Ryobi. He's just like, I I just need to get out of here just right now. Which <laughs> which what we're joking about will get rectified later. Stick with us. Mm-hmm. So we get yeah, some exactly. cop. We get some cop talk like of jurisdiction exposition, yada yada yada. The sheriff is just like, hey, any information about this accident, just make it public. He wants to run ads, trying to get information. And I know they didn't have phones, but they had like milk cartons that they could have put like, you know, just put Leatherface's face on the back of a milk carton. Milk just, cartons. <laughs> just say don't. Have you? It's just it's just it's just Leatherface's disfigured skin mask. And it just it is like, have you seen me? <laughs> If so, inform the police immediately at 911. <laughs> it's just this disfigured, like, human blood mask. I still just like the idea of just saying, just don't. Just in big red letters on the back of it, like, leather No context. Face. Zero don't. context. It's just don't. <laughs> Someone's like, don't what? Don't. Just don't. I, this, is, this is so vague. What do you mean, don't? And then it's like, he approaches Leatherface on the side of the street and he's like, hey, uh, this says don't. Do, do, why is that? And he just gets gutted by a chainsaw. I was going to say, Leatherface just stabs him. <laughs> so then we cut to a hotel. Stretch, like I'm sure she's heard something. She goes to talk to the sheriff, explaining, hey, like those kids that you were that were in this you know, ad, they, they called into my radio. I, I have the tape here. You know, Stretch says, like, pe- people don't believe in, like, the chainsaw murders happened in this universe. That's apparently, like, a running thing throughout this. And I'm like, all they had to do was, like, look into Sally's eyes after the first I, movie. And then you'll say, like, no, 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 this, this happened. You, you, you can see in her eyes. I like that. I like that Sally lived. And, like, we're still in the era of, like... Of like, of like, of like how we treated women in the sense that like, in the sense that like a woman can come in front of, can come in, in contact with a police officer coated in blood, screaming that a dude tried to saw her hard in half with a chainsaw. And he's like, you're just hysterical. Like, you're just like, what? She's covered in blood, screaming with like, 
<laughs> like with like marks and like a whole dent in her head from where a hammer hit her and she's and the guy's like is it, is it that time of the month or something like <laughs> you're, just, you're just like whoa you're like dude just what the fuck <laughs> i like yeah no this this woman has the most obvious proof on the fucking planet and no one listens to her so the sheriff like he hears he he'd stretch and she's like, hey, I have this information. And the sheriff is like, no, to this one damning piece of evidence. People aren't taking him seriously in his endeavors. So, like, no, he's like, just ignore the poor girl that just wants to help him out. And th- this sheriff right now is just absolutely useless. I, so sh- I, I agree. I was watching this. And when he was like, no, I think it's time for you to leave. And she's like, I think it's time for you to fucking listen. And he goes real sweet but i think it's time for you to to stop getting messing with me i'm like bro again look at the woman she doesn't seem like someone who's jerking your chain like she seems pretty goddamn serious about this i don't know it's so weird because like later in the movie he he like actually like goes to talk to stretch which is just like why why even do this thing you know why even do this like oh i'm not gonna listen to you and then goes back like i'm like Five ten minutes later. Yeah, it's such a short period of time, too. Like he comes back with his tail between his legs, being like, I kinda wanna hear it. But like, but like I just but on my terms. <laughs> like So anyway, stretch leaves, and then we cut to um what I can only assume are some of my relatives eating at like a barbecue convention, like some <laughs> cook-off. I don't know, I see a bunch of big old fat people and just eating shit. All over the place. You see, like, you see, you see, you see fat people, and you see Texas and Oklahoma, and you're just like my people, my <laughs> my, my home. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it's like the whole Southern thing, like thinking of like the Appalachia Mountain people, and I'm just like, ah, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like you're just like yeah, some good old boys, some good old weirdos. So we zoom out from like this fry French fry house that LG was building, which admittedly was very impressive and turns out this is the texas oklahoma chili cook-off which spoiler alert is won by drayton sawyer also known as the cook in the first texas chainsaw massacre movie yeah and i don't know if i made this uh, specific but stretch and lg are at this event covering it and you know drayton goes up and it was it me or did the cook look younger in this movie. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I agree with you. Like, I'm, hmm. like I, he seemed aged. He seemed like he aged very well. It seemed like he sort of like, aged only like two or three years, realistically looking, but like, I still think he aged. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Which, by the way, let's see how many cannibalism jokes we can make. You know, the Sawyer family at the chili cook-off. I was about to say he's gone. He's gone full Eric Cartman. Like he's feeding, he's feeding people to people. I really wonder if like Arby's has a representative here. <laughs> you are the meat. It's, <laughs> it's just another Thanksgiving at the Ed Gein household. <laughs> I was about to say the Gein household, right next to. Hey, why don't you go turn on the skin lamp over there? We're gonna. We're going to throw on a little bit of chili and watch the game. This just also goes to show 
why you shouldn't have gotten that great value ribeye from Walmart. Absolutely. Absolutely. A5 Wagyu or bust, as I say. If you're not going big, why should you go at all? And one last joke from me, the McRib. Oh, that's all. Yeah, that's fair. The McRib is nasty. <laughs> so anyway, Drayton says like, oh, they're like, oh, how'd you win? And he's like, it's no secret. It's the meat. Don't skimp on the meat. And in his eyes, he just wants to just eat everybody in that audience. But then they find like a fit. Then someone finds like a fingernail in the chili, which I really thought was supposed to be like just a Wendy's thing. But no, apparently it's a it's a Sawyer family <laughs> recipe, too. So I was about to say the Sawyer family recipe, not dissimilar to Wendy's and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, no. Cinnamon Toast Crunch puts shrimp in their food. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you? Oh, no, you haven't. Oh, my God. No. It made the fucking noose. No. Someone found a, someone found a dried Sugar and cinnamon encrusted shrimp in their cinnamon dust crunch. Okay, something tells me this wasn't made at like the Sawyer family house. That just what oh, we're gonna talk about this later. I'm I'm curious. Send send me articles. I, I was about to say I'm gonna send you the article. Listeners, fucking look this up if you don't believe me. This shit is this shit was hilarious. So anyway, stretch into her report, and then we cut to the sheriff who I guess doesn't have, you know, PTSD from the chainsaws because he literally walks right into a chainsaw store because that's a thing in Texas, I guess. <gasps> it's Texas. It's Texas. They, I'm Anything that seems like you're like, that seems ridiculous and slight and like backwards red, that only a backwards redneck would think of. It's in Texas. 100%. Everything's bigger in Texas, including their chainsaws. So And they're idiots. <laughs> You said it, not me. So while a parade <laughs> is going on in front of the store, like the sheriff like goes in and he wants to test out a few of the the chainsaws. So <laughs> Oh my god. So I don't know why the store owner didn't just throw out this cowboy looking motherfucker out of the store when this sheriff here is just dual wielding chainsaws like they're fucking lightsabers. I I I just want I want to ask a lot of questions to this store owner because who is this fucking guy that they found to play this part? Because this dude is wild. This dude is actually fucking crazy. We're talking about the store owner. Yeah, the store owner. Like Lefty's wild too. Lefty's Lefty's off his fucking rocker. But like Lefty's just like classic like guy on revenge mission off his rocker. Where you're like, oh, yeah, you're being weird. But, like, there's context here, so I feel more willing to pass off your weirdness. The other guy just, like, sits there and just goes, do you need help? And then, like, Lefty doesn't respond and begins making stabbing motions while dual-wielding chainsaws. And the guy just sits there and goes, uh-huh. Okay. And just, like, like fucking Hank Hill just patiently waits for a response. Like, and he just goes, <laughs> okay. All right then, and you're like, you're like, bro, what? What is this? Are you in the Twilight Zone? Why are you just inspecting him? I think my favorite thing for a uh, quote from this store owner is: so they come, so they go outside, and the sheriff oh, is like, "Hey, can I test I, some of these I, out?" I, I, oh, you know what, you know know what, what I'm going to say. <laughs> so like, the sheriff is standing there, and he's like, 
waving the chainsaw in the most just unnatural fucking way on this log. And the store owner's just sitting there just thinking, just saying, oh, my aching banana. It's like, I just, what does that mean? Is is he talking about it? Is he talking about his junk? Like, what is he talking about the way that lefty's holding the the chainsaw is he talking about the way he's chopping the wood there's like, so what many is going questions on? Is, i have so many questions how why did you use what is the, oh what does oh my aching banana mean other than other than the default thing my brain went to like no man if it's aching that bad you might need to go see a doctor about that good god i was about to say i'm about to say there's there's an appropriate amount of aching that it can do before you sit there and have to go go to a physician and just be like, the banana, the banana aches too much. So now we're outside of the radio station and it's night. The sheriff is just waiting outside as Stretch pulls in and the sheriff makes the request like, hey, I want to listen to the tape, which doesn't, which again, like we said earlier, doesn't make sense because he literally could have done that shit like five minutes ago but okay that's fine so the sheriff wants stretch to play the tape over the air which definitely violates some type of um fc uh, communications whatever ruling it violates fcc laws basic like it violates the law not just fcc regulations like he he literally is going he literally is going hey play a snuff tape over the radio like there are so many legal boundaries right now that will land not only him, but Stretch in prison. Like, like it's not not jail. Not like, ooh, you did an oopsie. Like, no, prison. Like, you are going to air the murder of two people. Just radio waves. Just on FM radio. Like, some, like some mom and her kid are like, Taking him, taking him to school, listening to, listening to, listening to night, listening to fucking NPR, and then they just fucking switch stations accidentally, and they're hearing a man get chainsawed to death, like. But she, her defense is just like, hey, a man of the law said it was okay, so I thought yeah. it was okay. <laughs> this random dude on a rev, this random cowboy policeman on a revenge mission was like. Go for it. <laughs> so so anyway, I the, sheriff, okay. the sheriff is saying what Stretch was saying earlier. So Stretch was like, hey, we're gonna get, I'm going to go into the station. And she starts playing it. So we cut to the cannibal food truck where Sawyer is driving along and singing. No, it's all so happy. And, she, and the cook ends up hearing Stretch playing the tape. And Drayton Sawyer is just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So... Poppy Yui, Stretch keeps on playing, and, you know, LG says what we're all thinking, like, hey, you're going to be in trouble. So LG ends up leaving for the night, and no one comes to replace him for some reason. I guess Stretch can just operate all this shit on her own. She can do it on the <laughs> show. Okay, you like, went to the like, radio I was about station. To say, like, I was about to say, I was like, I was like, the radio technician is just like, it's like, I'm going home for the night. Just like. Like, if if Stretch can do it all by herself, which I'd be fucking shocked if she could, what the fuck is he doing there then? So anyway, she's at her studio, and then we hear some crashes outside of the studio. 
And Stretch is like, hey, what the fuck is going on? So she starts wandering through the halls and heads out to the lobby. Where she meets our boy, motherfucking Chop Top. Hey, the man, the man himself. The man that is an that is an 11 on the chaotic scale, especially when he's picking his head with a heated up coat hanger. That's he's that chop top is hard fucking core. That much is that much is apparent. And, you know, Stretch sees this strange man in her studio and has the appropriate response by saying, hey, leave. But all he wants is a tour. He's like, hey, can, 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 can I get a tour? Can, can I get a tour? He's just like. He sounds like a meth head. He sounds like a meth head. <laughs> dude, dude definitely has like Florida man. Well, not quite. Eh? Eh, no, no, no. Florida. Would you say Florida man meth head energy? Flor- Florida man meth energy. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. He has that. He has that active charisma meth head energy where it's like where you're like where you're like. Where you're like, you are a crazed meth head, and you should be treated as such. Mm-hmm. But you are going to be a, you're going to be, a, if I come out of this relatively unscathed, you're going to be a story that I'm going to tell. And everyone's going to go, no, no way, bro. No, no way this happened. So, <laughs> so anyway, all Chop Top wants is a tour. So he gets shown a lamp, some rubber bands, a knickknack, and then the exit sign. Chop Top's like a fucking baby being entertained. Just give him some like dangling keys and he's good for like four fucking hours. Yeah, Chop Top is not the brightest. I'll be the first one to say it. Chop Top is uh, pretty pretty stupid. He's very dumb. Hey, hey, he's, hey. He's trying. He's trying. He's, he's, he's trying his best. He's, he's, he's doing his best. So anyway, Chop Top is like, hey, I'm not going to leave. He mentions the lefty request. And just delivers this like insane, comedically terrifying performance that is just chef's kiss. Very nice. So then we get boom, jump scare. Leatherface comes out of nowhere. This one honestly, it it made me jump. But I wouldn't say it's as scary as the first one. It's more like like a typical jump scare. Yeah, exactly. Where it's it's the kind that makes you go, <gasps> and then you go, oh damn it! Like that's it, like. There's it's no, more, there's no like, there's no heft to mm-hmm. it like in the original. It's very much just a, there's like an ah moment. Yeah, it's more so like a, like jumping at a loud noise. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Whereas the first the one was just like, was oh god, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. Who is that? Exactly. Exactly. So Stretch gets startled. She locks herself into like this side room. Because Leatherface bursts in and actually knocks Chop Top's wig off, and he delivers just the line, "No, I'm flashback. No, I'm flashback." <laughs> if there's one thing we've it's, learned, Nom isn't shit compared to filming the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. I was about to say, so so Nubbins still hasn't beat. Nubbins <laughs> still hasn't beat. And I also want to point out another line uh, of Chop Top. Uh, Leatherface, you bitch hog. Yes. Uh, Chop Top's catchphrase in this is bitch hog, which, uh, interesting one. I gotta say, I gotta say, in terms of creativity, eight, eight and a half out of ten. Like, that is a creative phrase. 
It's um don't know it, if it's the pointed one, but you know, there's a Leatherface, you bitch hog. Uh, get that bitch, Leatherface. Um, my personal favorite is uh, time for incoming mail as he beats someone over the head. We're, we're gonna get to that in a second. So it's so he's just Bill Mosley is just saying all this shit is chop top. Like get that bitch, Leatherface, as he's like going through these records as well just to see like what their music taste is like so stretch is just in the other room just screaming her head off leatherface is like trying to chainsaw through the metal fucking door and screams and just waddles with the chainsaw in place mm-hmm. so i L- love i love i love i love leatherface with the chainsaw like he just sits there and just he does the thing where it's like Every like teenager with this, every teenager with a stick, or every like or every like stereotypical caveman does, where mm-hmm. they have a weapon and they just hold it above their heads and shake it and just like essentially do the caveman ooga booga thing, <laughs> and but just with a revving chainsaw, which is amazing, which I absolutely love. Yeah, it. He didn't. He didn't really do that in the in the first one, did he? I don't remember. No, I don't think I remember no, him he doing did that. None of that. Leatherface, Leatherface in the first one is is far less comedic. Mm-hmm. Leatherface in the first one is he gets down to brass tacks pretty fucking fast. Like he is, he's there to just maim. Like he mm-hmm. is there to maim, and it is very obvious. Yeah, he. I'm curious to see how Leatherface changes as we go through this month because we've already seen like a pretty stark jump from the first movie just to this one. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to keep that in mind. So Stretch is just screaming at Leatherface. We cut to LG. He wanders back into the studio like nothing is wrong. Then he sees Chop Top. Appropriate response. What the shit? So Chop Top's um, response, another another phenomenal quote, is uh, lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> and then Leatherface bursts through and just kills him. I and love the, God. I love Chop Top, man. That's <laughs> that's great. Like my plate, you dog dick. Chop Chop Top is the one thing with this movie that makes it go from like you know being largely forgettable, and then Chop Tops in it, and it just makes it like okay, there is something here. <laughs> it's it's awesome. I love it. So, excuse me. So so um, Chop Top says time for incoming mail beats LG with a hammer and Leatherface is still waving his chainsaw above his head as he does that like in place waffle thing. Stretch is still screaming in that one side room till Leatherface fucking Kool-Aid man's into the room through another side door. Yes, yes I love that. <laughs> Leatherface man literally goes, oh yeah, and he just like breaks down the side wall out of nowhere like it's not like it's not like there's like this like da 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 as it like as it like pans into the wall and he like comes out it's literally she's just standing there and it's just boom he just comes in and you're like oh shit (laughs) hell yeah leatherface you're like fuck yeah bro just give leatherface some like sugar and he's good to go I was about to say, give him some sugar and, and, and some Kool-Aid powder, and he is, dude, he's off. He's off, man. So Leatherface bursts in, starts sawing the ground in front of Stretch. Stretch is just screaming, and 
starts asking like, are you mad at me? That's, that's like some abusive, like girlfriend type shit, like or some abusive relationship type shit where it's like, mm-hmm. he's throwing shit and chainsaw on the ground. And you just hear, her just ask, would you love me if I was still a worm? <laughs> just like, what the fuck? You're like, you're like, why? You're like, <laughs> like, why the fuck is that being brought up? So Stretch is saying things like, oh, how good are you? Just kind of out of nowhere. And Leatherface is like getting intrigued. And then as, as the great Tenacious D would say, Leatherface fucks her gently with a chainsaw. No, it's 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 like it's like he's rubbing the chainsaw on the outside of her pants. It's very. I'm sure there's a odd. Book. It's odd, and I'm sure there's a book out there, like that is like an in-depth analysis on like this one particular scene, where it's like, oh, well, it's actually a representation of the Leatherface's <laughs> Oedipal complex or XYZ whatever. It's 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 weird. It's weird. And it's, it's strange. It, it's but my favorite part about it is Leatherface handles this like like a teenager without a whole lot without a real knowledge on how to let loose or like to process it. Because what he does afterwards is he turns around and just starts sawing everything around her. Like, he literally starts just sawing shit and, like, breaking everything nearby. You're like, all right, okay, all right, we're we're handling this really weirdly. Listen, he's just having some performance issues. It's okay. Mike, I'm sure as you know, it happens to the best of us, so... (laughs) You know what? Just because I like to hang out by the YMCA a couple times of the week doesn't mean you have to call me out like that. <laughs> so she's still screaming. What the fuck? So she's still screaming. Hey, hey, all right, all right. Oh, I like that. I like that you backed off of your fucking dunk. No, it's like I'm just gonna just stop right now while we're ahead and just move on because I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> so she's still screaming. And Leatherface, he, like, leaves the room, destroys the radio equipment, I, for some reason. So Leatherface comes back out and see, like, but Stretch is still alive. So Leatherface goes out, Chop Top is like, hey, you get her? And then Leatherface just straight up lies. He says, oh, yeah, 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 I got her. Like, he's not in his head, like, oh, yeah, I got her. So, <laughs> like, okay, cool. Leatherface has a crush on somebody. Great. Awesome. Chop Top calls LG's dead body just straight up beef, and they leave. So like I said, Stretch is alive. So instead of thanking all of the gods that have that ever, Stretch is like, I'm going to go see what's going on with them, and gets in her car and fucking follows them. All I while don't she- fucking get that. I don't fucking get that. Stretch barely escapes this, this encounter with her fucking life, and she goes, time to follow them. Like, no, no, absolutely not. Like, I know. I feel like the appropriate response after that would be to like immediately enroll yourself into therapy and just like, hey, I, I, this thing happened. I need, I need to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. 
<laughs> so it's like she's driving to like go chase him down and she's like cursing lefty the sheriff who was running late which all this could have really been avoided if the sheriff was just on time but guess guess he didn't so stretch follows them to some knockoff spooky island type shit from the Scooby-Doo movie. Well, maybe Leatherface will kill CGI Scooby-Doo. Who fucking knows, uh, by the way? Hell that yeah, is... he's going to beat the snot out of Scrappy-Doo, baby. By the way, that is how I link the Texas Chainsaw Massacre universe to the messed up at midnight web of movies. The six degrees of messed up at midnight. Does this mean we're going to see Matthew Lillard as Shaggy go up against Leatherface? Bro, I'd be scared if I was Leatherface. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you, can you imagine going ultra, up against Ultra Instinct Shaggy, bro? Dude, Ultra Instinct Shaggy <laughs> throws the fuck down. Bro, I don't care if you got a gold encrusted chainsaw, you're going to get got. <laughs> I, I just, I'm now just imagining the Scooby Doo universe coming in contact with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre universe. Like, it's like the mystery machine rolling through like south, southern Texas. And there's just like, and like, like, and there's just rolling through and they pick up the hitchhiker and he like stabs, stabs like, he stabs like Scooby Doo in the leg and he like runs off. <laughs> I'm sure there's a like some par some parody out there. If not, like Mike, let's make it happen. Absolutely, Scooby Doo, <laughs> but Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> so Stretch is driving, and she ends up getting chased by some car or something. And it's revealed that the car- the person that was chasing her is actually the sheriff. Why he didn't just say something, I don't fucking know. So as Stretch is out, like she's out of her car and she's running, she falls victim to this trap door that she falls down and she's holding on to something. And the sheriff is like, hey, listen, I kind of had to use you uh, to find the Sawyer's lair. Um, so sorry about that one. What a fucking yeah, I, asshole. I love that. I, I love that. That he essentially sits there and goes, my B-dog. Like, and then goes, goes, here, why don't you climb using this, why don't you, why don't you climb using this bone? <laughs> it's like, he wags a human, like, hand at her. <laughs> it wags his human hand, and then, like, she grabs it, and, you know, it's old bones, and it breaks, and she just falls i i love it i love it i love it so the sheriff is just sitting there like oh shit what have i done i need to make this right so what does he do he pulls out chainsaws from his well-lit trunk prays in front of these creepy like cowboy statues and then screams much like his niece was in the texas chainsaw just being able to scream and run so well and he's logging around like chainsaws and shit screaming runs in the family man screaming runs in the goddamn family because there's one thing that lefty does for the rest of this fucking movie without fail it's fucking scream like my god lefty just screams all the time <laughs> yeah, he just screams and then runs into like the sawyer lair 
I, I, it's it's weird because like you know in the first if this is supposed to be like a a continuation of the first movie they had a house in the first one and now they've turned into like mole people and wanting to move <laughs> below the ground <laughs> there are mole people they're, they're like they're like we gotta go underground that doesn't make sense right no it, it's weird but it's like an amusement park i assume they just like found an abandoned amusement park and just hollowed it out but yeah no they're mole people I, I like my explanation better no I do too that's hilarious so anyway the sheriff is just running through he sees like this picture I don't know like fucking bleeding Kool-Aid or some shit and then he like pokes a hole in it and then it just turns out to be human organs tongues I don't know, straight up it looks like peppers covered in like red cornstarch <laughs> I, I mean, know. it's just it's just supposed to be like viscera, like gore or whatever. But I get what you mean. It looks like it looks like it just got covered in like 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 a cornstarchy red slurry. Like and just yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's it's fine. Cool, awesome. And the sheriff sees this and like, hey, he yells, "I'm gonna bring it all down!" As he screams into the abyss, cuts up like a few support beams acting like he's, you know, done the job. He's like, he's acting like he hasn't done anything yet. He's acting like he's, I don't fucking know. Won the world series or something. I was about to say lefty lefty from this point on is one of my favorite characters. Lefty (laughs) lefty as a character, I could give or take, honestly, like he's, he's, he's there. He's solid. You know, he gets the job done and he's there Mm -hmm. because he kind of like ties everything in together. But like, more importantly, Lefty from this point on, most if not all of his like scenes are just him yelling and and sawing off support beams. It's the best role I've ever seen, and it's the most. It's like, it's like the energy of like of like when like you see like a like a when when like your whole family's cooking for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And there's a person in the family, maybe it's a little cousin, maybe it's you, but you were too young to actually assist, but you wanted to assist. So your parents gave you a plastic knife and like half an onion. It was just like, just get to chopping, sweetie. And you're like, okay. And you're just like whacking it. <laughs> like That's what it feels like Lefty's doing. He's contributing <laughs> nothing to the actual part of the movie, but God damn it, does he have spirit and I'm about it. Dude, he he has, he has like, he has that energy. I I fucking I fucking love it. I I love it. He's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. <laughs> he's like the third string quarterback trying to give motivation at halftime when they're down like zero to forty two. Yeah, like, yeah exactly, we can do exactly. this. He's like, we can do this, guys. We're just so close. And you're like, you're like, all right, all right, Robert. Again, <laughs> I'm not I'm not unhappy that you're doing this, but like. Maybe you should just stick to stick to being third string. <laughs> so we go to stretch and we hear Drayton Sawyer ranting off screen. Chop Top saying things. Leatherface is skinning a corpse. It's it's all just good family fun. So stretch is like watching Leatherface skin this person from a distance. And oh, look, he's Leatherface skins the face off. So. Stretch accidentally makes some noise. Leatherface hears, goes over, sees her. 
he wants to kill her, but Stretch is like scolding him. Like, I don't know, he's a fucking simp or something. So Chop Top and the cook come in. Leatherface hides Stretch. And, you know, convinces, oh, nothing, nothing's going on here. So they leave. Leatherface puts on, like, the skinned face that he just did over her face, mm-hmm. which is which, which is pretty gnarly, I, I do got to say. And then he puts a hat on her, and then he makes her do a dance. It It is uncomfortable. This, yeah, this he part, dances. This part, he 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 dances about as well as I've seen you dance. So I just, how did it? How did it? I just wanted to ask mean? you, as, how does it? How did it feel? Okay, look, if you're gonna come for me, I'm gonna come for you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never claimed to be a good dancer on this podcast. <laughs> I never this claimed to have warranted. <laughs> like I won't take this slander. This is workplace harassment, Michael. I'm going to report you to HR. <laughs> okay, yeah, why don't you take it up to HR? Um, um, hello, HR? Yes, tell them to sack up. I <laughs> love how it's like, I'm going to take you to HR and it's the two of us. Yeah, exactly. Hello, HR? Yes. Oh, he should sack up? Oh, okay. <laughs> HR says to nut up. I love that so much. So, they dance. Sheriff is still away, cutting away. Leatherface dips. Stretch is still wearing the face of who turns out to be LG. And LG's makeup, like the way that he looks skinned, is fucking phenomenal. It is. I'm telling you, it is just. It is so good. Like they actually went above and beyond with Mm -hmm. the makeup and, 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 and design for all of it. It's just so, so well done. So well done. It looks so good. I am so about it. I'm so in love with it. Yeah, I think I remember hearing somewhere that like, that this makeup process, like it took so long that the actor had to come in early. I can't remember where I heard this, but he had to come in early and like, lay on a he had to come in at like 2 a.m lay on a table and he would sleep while the makeup department was putting shit on and he'd wake up to do his scene it took like like several hours like eight or not like in that range dude that's honestly honestly that's a great gig for an actor there is like unless you're like unless you're like the 19 year old who played the old man in like 110 degree texas weather like this guy in particular they're like oh you need to put makeup on, but I can just sleep. And you just put and like I just sit in an air conditioned room, just getting makeup put on me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just like, okay, sure. So LG is still alive for a little bit, and he's able to cut stretch free all before he inevitably dies. So stretch mm-hmm. is just ever so nice to give him his face and his hat back, I guess. So Stretch now has to get out of like this mole people town that the Sawyers have created while the Sawyers just say things to each other while only using insults. So the sheriff is still saying, still doing the same shit that he was doing. Like we randomly cut back, like cut back to the sheriff and he is just still cutting down support beams. 
I, just, oh, I love Lefty. Lefty is just literally, it's so funny because it's just Stretch is playing fu- fucking like, like Resident Evil, Resident Evil, uh, what's the one? Resident Evil 7, the one with the hillbillies in, in like, like Louisiana. Like she is fighting for her fucking life. And then it just hard cuts to Lefty going, as he's like <laughs> chopping down support feeds. And then literally just like, it's quite literally he goes, and he just like chops down the support feed, turns the camera and goes, and he like <laughs> runs forward and it fans back to stretch, like doing her thing. And you're like, you're like, hell yeah, Lefty. Hell yeah, Lefty's Lefty's enjoying this. So the, the short there, the Sawyers saw Stretch trying to sneak through. And oh, speaking of sneaking, how the fuck is the sheriff able to sneak through this like underground cavern while using a chainsaw? That shit would echo through the tunnels like nobody's business. Did you just suggest that the sheriff was sneaking? Well, the Sawyers can't hear him. They don't hear shit. Um, I had just assumed it was big. You assumed that the sheriff, that lefty, the man who is chainsawing support beats and screaming is the one who's like, who's like playing it fucking quiet. Like, no, I don't know what, the, like, I don't know what to call it, but like the Sawyers, they must be deaf or something because they don't hear shit. Yeah, they, they really don't. They really don't. I just. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe Sally, like, stabbed stabbed uh, Drayton in the ear or something, because, man, none of them could hear shit. Like, god damn. So as the sheriff is, like, running through and cutting stuff down, he comes across another dead body in a wheelchair. It's Franklin. He's a lot it's quieter. fucking wheels. He's a lot quieter in this movie, though, like than he was in the. Oh my god! The he other one. Finally, shut up, <laughs> dude. They even took the liberty of keeping his wheelchair too. They literally kept his wheelchair and his flashlight, which still has batteries and can work. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It has been twelve goddamn years in those batteries. Like, bro, is the fucking Energizer Bunny hiding that goddamn flashlight? What the fuck? Now, dude, that's a Duracell commercial right there. It's like, it's like you just sit there. No, imagine. E fucking imagine. Like, it's just 12 years and like Franklin's light, like flashlight turns on. And then it's just like hands to a Duracell. It's like done. As you just see like the Duracell logo fall down with a plus sign next to it. Dude, please, please sign me up for that. Was it, by the way, was this why he was in a wheelchair? So it was just like in any Texas Chainsaw movie now going forward, we just pan to a wheelchair and we're like, ah, it's a continuation of the first one. It, <laughs> it all links together. Uh, that's that's great because I'm just assuming, just considering how fucking awful the other Texas Chainsaw movies are, I'm assuming that the amount of effort that goes into it like sinks so much. Until it gets to a point where it's literally just an empty wheelchair that's just sitting in the corner that goes completely unaddressed and everyone's kind of just ignores. <laughs> and that's supposed to be, that was, that's Franklin. Because Franklin was in a wheelchair the first one. <laughs> so so we see the scene between the sheriff and his dead nephew. And then Stretch comes across some like Nightmare Before Christmas type hallway with christmas lights and halloween decorations the sheriff chainsaw and shit just scares her so she fucking books it just in a random direction somewhere going across like a 
Hall of Fame of dead bodies until Leatherface comes out and does like his little dance again. He's chasing <laughs> after her, but it's like, bro, what is your excuse this time? You cannot catch this person. Whatever happened to having the speed of being able to run like a like a four two forty yard dash, and you're letting her outrun you? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to Gunnar Henson? Fucking, fucking hammer down running like, like what? this. Like Bill Johnson fucking runs like he he runs like a geriatric. He's like just hobbling along. <laughs> he he is he is trying. He is trying. <laughs> but no, you remember Gunnar Henson in the original movie? He is Gunnar fucking fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like he wasn't doing like acting running. He was he was just actually <laughs> he running. He was literally he was literally running like a fucking like an O lineman, like just at full fucking force. Dude, listen, stretch. All you got to do is just fucking power walk, like we were talking about in the first one. Just have you power walk, and then, and then the Leatherface that's chasing you will start power walking. You'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> it's he's got to have two mini chainsaws. Me 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 me. <laughs> like. Oh, like the electric, like the electric knife that he had when he was sawing up LG when Stretch was in prison. Just I'm telling you, those. he can have. He has two electric knives. He's <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of assholes, the sheriff cuts down like one log, and it just causes like as Stretch is like running towards him, he cuts the log, and then it creates like a wall. So now she's just fucking cornered. So mm-hmm. good job to the sheriff being a yeah. dick. I was about to say, thanks, douche. So the Sawyer family end up cornering Stretch, looking like the we, the oddest elementary school bullies that you've ever seen. So got to shout out Chop Top again. Talk, when they're talking about Leatherface having a crush on Stretch, Chop Top just chanting over and over, Bubba's got a girlfriend, Bubba's got a girlfriend. <laughs> Love Chop Top. Love me some Chop Top. Yeah, so the the cook is just standing there talking about like what the the quote that I said earlier um, is either sex or the saw, and the saw is family. He's talking about um, he gets a little bit too excited talking to his little brother about sex, and I I don't know, it's a little it it, it it's really like the way that Drayton Sawyer is talking about communicating or just talking with a woman really feels like something straight out of like the red pill subreddit. Oh yeah, exactly. He gets very it Drayton Sawyer original incel. <laughs> just patent, he gets very Dude, he gets very femoids are evil sort of on him and you're like you're like you're like all right. Don't know who hurt you, but they yep. certainly did. Yeah, it's just it's interesting to say the least so chop top sees this like hey fuck this he he just kind of hits her once over the head and she's out and then she comes to and then does the weirdest acting to being chained to a body chair yeah this is the dinner scene every movie every one of the texas chainsaw movies has like their dent well i don't know if everyone but everyone we've covered so far being that too has had a dinner scene, and this is this movie's. So they're all talking. So Grandpa, no, not Grandpa, Drayton Sawyer's talking 
some shit about the industrial revolution in the meat industry and how it took grandpa's job. Chop top singing, more screaming, leather faces, scared of a rat, I think. Look, <laughs> this this dinner scene just doesn't have the same like energy that the first it, it one doesn't have the same does. twistedness. It feels almost like it feels almost like uh not like an obligation is being fulfilled, but it's like but it's like going to Thanksgiving and your favorite cousin isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like you're like you're like oh you're like oh this is good this is good but you're like it's missing that something that makes it fun you're like you're like oh this is good but there there's something missing maybe it's because they're not filming it in un in ungodly heat and having people actually like lose blood which and you know, their mind and their and their mind which you know hey that was fucked up. That was fucked up. But it up. made up. But it made an insane fucking scene. Oh god. I I don't it's it's one of those things like do you praise it because it was such a good scene or do you like recognize hey this was a really good scene but at the cost of like these people's actual insanity. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hard to draw the line like I think I, but 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 pulling back to this one. Like I think we both agree that it's fine, mm-hmm. but it could be better. It really could be. But speaking of something that's not the effects on grandpa, he gets rolled in in an actual wheelchair and he, again, looks like a corpse. Apparently he mm-hmm. has like an all liquid diet. So I don't know. Don't do that if you want to look like a fucking liquid corpse. So I was about to say, apparently he looks fresh as a rose. As as the as good old Drayton Sawyer would say. And you would think after what happened in the first movie, because this movie does have a continuity with that one. You'd think that the family would have learned to like, hey, maybe we shouldn't let grandpa swing the hammer after last time. And he's even older now. But they let him do it anyway. So grandpa tries to swing the hammer but just like his dick, it's it's just not working. So the close-up of Grandpa, again, is definitely uncomfortable and unsettling, but not as uncomfortable as, like, you know, some of the other scenes. So the cook is, like, they're sitting by trying to, like, wait for Grandpa to hit him over the head, and then the cook is just like, okay, fuck this, hits her over the head, but then they hear something in the distance. What is that? <laughs> What's that? It's the sheriff coming in, chainsaw in hand, leaps from the <laughs> seal, and he's fucking ready to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and he's all out of bubble gum. Hell yeah. He he it's it's like he's like shitty, he's like shitty Superman. Like he comes in to save the day, just like just like with a chainsaw in hand <laughs> after just after just going man the entire fucking time, he just shows up like, "I'm the hero to save the day." <laughs> like, like, all right, all right. He's like, "I am the Lord of the Harvest." And I like that. My favorite thing is the response after after he says, "I'm the Lord of the Harvest," is uh, from Drayton Sawyer, where he goes, "The hell is that? Is that some sort of health thing?" <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we supposed to be rooting for the cannibals in this movie? <laughs> I was just, I like, like, 
like like he picks such a he's picked such an overly bravado intense like like title and i think drain Zerg did a great job of just punching it down where he's like that's a stupid name <laughs> but the sheriff gets back at uh drayton sawyer by i don't know i think chainsawing him in the ass and then engages mm-hmm. in a chainsaw duel with leatherface yeah please, chainsaw please tell, fight please tell me there's a recut of this scene cut together but instead with duel of the fates going on <laughs> it's like like clashing chainsaws yeah so while this duel is going on stretch is trying to sneak quietly through these tunnels while the cannibals know she's there for some reason we get more dueling chainsaws they're on the table grandpa watches is there drayton sawyer's saying some conspiracy theory shit about them keeping the businessman down so the sheriff stabs leatherface just right in the gut looks pretty fucking brutal the, um mm-hmm. drayton's just like hey fuck this let's blow up this mole town well no 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 you forgot drayton's oh. famous quote as he's sitting below ranting about the government drayton sits there and for the first he assesses the wound that he was given where he goes and he and he looks at blood that is flowing from his ass and he goes "Ooh." Bird my beans and i don't know why but he i swear to christ almighty he says i bur- he says oof burned my beans and i, I fucking lost it he said oh burn my beans <laughs> like you got chainsawed in the ass i don't think burn my beans really covers it but cool cool somebody, somebody get this man in a hemorrhoid commercial <laughs> it's like like what the fuck (laughs) like all right hell yeah i guess it's just it's just him holding the cream just with the caption of these don't burn your beans (laughs) exactly like he goes goes i don't burn my beans because i have preparation h (laughs) oh god i i I love i love that we're doing this i do (laughs) (laughs) you're like you're like where has this been all my life so as the Drayton Sawyer is treating his hemorrhoids, Grandpa's trying to help out by just standing there with a hammer. Chop Top gets Chop Top tackles Stretch, gets kicked in the ribs, then electrocuted by the metal plate in his head with a lamp. That's fucking metal. Grandpa mm-hmm. yeets the hammer at Leatherface. Sheriff screams. Grenade fucking explodes. Stretch and Chop Top end up surviving by climbing out of like a hole. And like she and like Chop Top is gnawing and biting the entire way, trying to like slice her up the while they're going up this set of random stairs in the middle of the desert. So Stretch ends up making it to the top and finds Grandma, the corpse oh. grandma, sitting there mm-hmm. with a chainsaw that is probably 14 years old. It's it's <laughs> they find the they find the they find grandma. Who's just at the top of this of this like spire? It's just in like this throne. It's just so fucking weird. Yeah, like, it's it's looks like the set of like Princess Diaries. Or the yeah, Princess Bride, exactly. Princess Bride, or Princess Bride, uh, the movie with the fencing. Shit, my name is Inigo Montoya. That one. Yeah, that's that's Princess Bride. Princess Bride. There we go. My girlfriend's gonna kill me if I don't remember that. So. It looks like it literally looks like they're on the set of Princess Bride with the way that the 
staging is set up. I I don't know if you noticed that, but that's the vibe I was getting. It it does seem very. It does. I I understand that. I understand that. I understand that sort of that sort of setup. So Chop Top comes up, and they're standing there having to duel, and Chop Top is like trying to freak her out, and he slices at his throat to try to freak her out and saying things like like death eating a cracker which makes sense sure yeah yeah exactly you're like you're like all right <laughs> i mean him him slicing his throat to scare her like I don't know, that would work on me <laughs> like like i'd i'd be sufficiently freaked out <laughs> but you're like okay yeah. that works so stretch is like hey i'm a I'm going to bet money that that chainsaw still works. So she takes it and then tries to get it started. Chop Top gets pissed because he's like, yo, you killed grandma. So Stretch is just trying to get this chainsaw started while getting sliced with a knife. She starts it, swings at Chop Top. He ends up falling backwards to his death. And Stretch stands victorious at the top of his this tower. and she twirls yeah it's, it, it, you can see that she was trying to that, that i i don't know i look at that and i just saw toby hooper doing a lampooning of his own thing mm-hmm. where he's like where he's like yeah we're like how like remember how gunner henson scared the ever ever conceived shit out of me in the end of the first one uh you dance do yeah, yeah, do that, do that. That that'll work. That'll look, that'll look cool. Probably, I'm assuming. Maybe let's shoot for it. Like, well, you know, it's like they did that, and it's like they only gave her like a small square to do it in. And it's not like you know the mm-hmm. old one where like she where um he had a whole road to like you know wave this chainsaw around. She only had like a like a two foot by two foot square, so she could just stand there and spin. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like all she could do is pirouette and like twirl the chainsaw a little bit. And you're like, you're like, oh, that's not enough. You're like, come on. It, it looks looks like a really it looks like a really shitty like solo dance routine. No, you got to hold that chainsaw by one hand and flail it around, not giving a shit if you hurt anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the best cinema when you throw caution to the wind. <laughs> Your words, not mine. So. And guys, that is the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Mike, what are your thoughts? Hey, I think I think our thoughts or my thoughts are my thoughts are the same as your thoughts in that this movie this movie was solid, you know. It was a it was a solid like take it or leave it kind of movie. It it happened. It was it had my attention. It didn't offend me in any egregious way. But its star of the show was Chop Top, without even a shadow of a doubt. Now, I think I think I wasn't. I think you and I weren't the only people who thought that way because uh, I remember. Now, granted, this is heard through the grapevine. This is not confirmed, but I have reason to stand by this. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Chop Top was really liked by like. Uh, the executives or like Toby Hooper or what have you. The powers that be liked Chop Top. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make a spinoff of Chop Top. Where it was just his solo piece and Chop Top being Chop Top. But it never happened. And I feel like that's missed opportunity right there. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. 
because that was the other fact that I had teased. Mm, In fact, I did some digging. It was going to be called All-American Massacre with Bill Mosley reprising his role as Chop Top. And it was never released, but 60 minutes were filmed between 1998 and 2000. It would originally start off as being just like a 10-minute short film directed by, written and directed by William Hooper, Toby Hooper's son. Oh. And it just turned into like this thing, and they were going to release it, but just it never was. There were like many failed attempts of like trying to raise money for it, and it just never happened. I mean, there are like a lot of things I've heard between rights issues with the character, money, but a trailer was actually released, and you you can find this on the internet. But the most interesting thing I could find about All-American Massacre was the soundtrack. Because this movie had a soundtrack written. Mike, can you guess who? Is it our boy Corey Taylor? It is not. Oh. Soundtrack by Buckethead. What? There is a connection. Because apparently Bill Mosley did a project with Buckethead. And that's how William Hooper was able to make the connection. But what's even more sh- like that sounds awesome in and of itself. A Texas Chainsaw movie awesome. Buckethead doing the soundtrack. But what make what would make it better would be if Buckethead were Leatherface, right? Bucketface. That happened in this movie. Yeah, but- no. Buckethead is Leatherface in the movie. Buckethead is Leatherface. In All American Massacre. (laughs) Bill Mosley, please. Bill Mosley, please release it. I'm begging you. (laughs) Bill Mosley, please. He wants it to be he wants it to be released, and I want to see it. Like, I think that would be awesome. I want to see that shit. That'd be awesome. Hey, hey, oh hey, hey, B Dog, B big BM. Why don't we talk to the best of midnight podcast, man? We will we'll leak that shit, man. <laughs> like, bro, you know, let's, let's from what this. I understand, I think it has to do with, like with who owns the rights to the characters. It's all legal mumbo jumbo. But I want to check out. I we could not end this review without mentioning All American Massacre. Absolutely, absolutely. I God damn, I would love All American Massacre to get released. Well, man, that that does it for this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. The Messed mm-hmm. Up at Midnight double feature extravaganza rolls on Absolutely. next time when we talk about Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. God help us. Good things always come in threes. That's what I keep telling myself. All right, guys, we'll see you all next time. See you next week, everybody.